Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 784. You know, I mean, if you want to be successful, you have to be doing what you love most in life. And that is going to give you the ultimate satisfaction. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am a revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, all the way from Pune, India, Buan Chaudhary. Buan, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. Thank you so much for introducing me, Mark. And yes, I'm, I'm ready to go. Ready to roll. All right. Buwan Chowdhury is from Pune, India, and he's the founding editor of ColumnM.com. It's an international online daily website that covers motoring culture, gear, travel, and lifestyle, plus a lot more. He previously worked as a marketing professional helping automotive companies in India create relevant properties and campaigns that suit the Indian market. Buwan also worked at Evo India Magazine, which is the Indian franchise for Evo from the United Kingdom. He also worked extensively with KTM, creating properties relating to customer sports in India, and with Volkswagen Motorsports India as a photographer to cover their racing events. So Buwan, I have told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. We're going to learn a lot more about this Column M website but first, could you take a brief moment and tell us a little bit about your career, your website, and your passion for automobiles? Surely, definitely, Mark. So uh, where I come from, basically, I started off with motorcycles. You know, I mean, that's where my passion started from. When I was growing up, when I was in college, uh, it was about motorcycles. I, you know, uh, always used to talk to my father and tell him, you know, that I want this motorcycle or that motorcycle. And that's how, you know, it all started. On two wheels versus four. Yes, it was initially two wheels. And, you know, I started moving towards four uh, in the later part of my, uh, you know, in my career. So Column M is, I mean, we're based out of India. But the whole point of Column M is an international platform for motoring culture and motoring lifestyle enthusiasts. So, and we cover basically stories or we cover specialized automotive content, which is not just from any particular location. The idea here is basically to provide content or to provide interesting stories for people to read, no matter where you're coming from. You're coming from India, you're coming from the United States, you're in Europe. It's going to be stories, it's going to be things that you would want to read, you would want to see photos of. And the most important thing that we uh, concentrate on at Column M is to create great content. It has to be good photography going with a good write-up so that, you know, the reader gets the grand picture. You know, he, he thoroughly appreciates what we do over here. Absolutely. Well, that's what I gleaned from looking at your website. That's what got me so excited. And that's what got me to reach out to you, Buwan. So as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of a saying that is important to you, has some meaning to you, and it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, so Buwan, take the wheel. Well, I always say this to everybody, and I thoroughly believe in it as well. You know, I mean, if you want to be successful, you have to be doing what you love most in life. And that is going to give you the ultimate satisfaction. 
Absolutely. And that's what Cars Jazz is all about, is people who figured out a way to wrap their passion for cars into their careers, which is exactly what you've done with Column M. So that's perfect. Well, tell me how you've incorporated this success quote, this concept into this website that you've created. So Column M initially started where I was uh, sort of the only person who was writing about uh, the blog. And after my stint with Evo, I basically, I learned a lot over there, you know, I mean, obviously, when you're working with a company like Evo, which is an international magazine, you understand you, you sort of get in touch with automotive culture, which is coming from a lot of places. So you get that sort of an exposure, you get that sort of, uh, you get an idea of what's happening all across the world. So when, you know, this happened, so I mean, when I left Evo, I, I, I still wanted to continue doing something which excites me first something which i like doing and gives me the satisfaction what i want to do and that's how column m started you know you must be knowing and i think a lot of people know that india is as of now i mean in terms of motorcycles i think we have we've got all the international brands which have already come and they've already established themselves very nicely in the country in terms of cars i would say we are 60 percent there uh, but still, you know, I mean, we're still not there 100% in terms of cars. We're still growing. Maybe in the next five or 10 years, you would probably see McLarens over here as well. Currently, they are not. So we have Ferraris, we do have Porsches, we do have most of the automotive brands in India, but a couple of them are still not there. However, that said, if you want to explore or if you want to get an idea as an Indian person, if you want to get an idea about motoring culture or whatever is happening across the world you have to step outside you have to look outside the box of what india has to offer as of now so you have to basically look at what's happening in europe you have to look at what's happening in the united states there are so many events you know so when i started column m the whole idea behind it was to give not just indian readers but give international readers a sort of a platform where they could, you know, go across and see whatever is happening in which country, whatever is happening in which, you know, so even in automotive culture, I believe that the traditions of how people or how enthusiasts understand automotive culture in different countries is different. So maybe it's quite different in Europe compared to uh, United Kingdom. It's quite different in US compared to uh, how the European automotive culture is. So it's very interesting, you know, it's very interesting going from one continent to the other continent and understanding what sort of lifestyle or what sort of a living they have around cars. Absolutely. I think it's a wonderful idea that you've come up with here, and it just helps all of us who live in one part of the world understand where the passion is and placed in another part of the world. So uh, it can only be a helpful thing, I think, for uh, bringing us all together. And one thing I do know is cars do bring people together. It kind of crosses all cultural and social economic barriers and boundaries, if you will. Absolutely. Well, let's go back in time a little bit here. You talked about being a, a young man there in India, loving motorcycles. Would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were indeed a car guy? Well, um, I started quite late with cars, actually. Uh, and when I did start with cars, it was a bit of a scary moment, to be honest with you, because coming from a motorcycle, you're on two wheels and you're on a narrow on a narrow bike, you know. So... When you suddenly go into a car, things just double up, you know, you know, you have 
double the width on both sides of yours. And especially in India, that's double the scary because you've got a lot of traffic around you as well. Mm. So it was a bit intimidating when I did start. But eventually I did get a hang of it. And I would say I was about 24 or 25 years old when I actually got my first car driving experience. Wow. Yeah, it was quite late. And But what once I did do, it sort of started, I mean, it, that's what I think is the thing that goes with cars, that it sort of changes your perspective about things. Yes. It sort of gives you a different, a more practical, a more sort of a practical approach towards lots of things, you know. So I, I started off with a, a small, normal 1.2 liter car, uh, front wheel drive. And, you know, I mean, so that was basically my first stepping stone into the car world, into the world of four wheels. Most of the people who do start cars at a certain age, uh, the first thing they think about when they go into cars is, oh, I must change this. I must put this on my car. I must go and do this on the car. So that's what <laughs> <Yes>. happened. <laughs> so that, that's where I my thinking also went. And there was soon uh, there was soon an exhaust on my car, which I could, you know, probably punch my fist through it. It was that big. And yeah. <laughs> uh, there was there was speakers which I mean I mean I had an audio system which I mean I could probably have my own small music concert on the side of the road. <laughs> you know, this is a pretty common path I think in all across the world is uh, modifying your first car wheels, exhaust, stereo system. I mean, again, I think this transcends all countries <laughs> and all it all does. types of people. Yeah, and yes. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, Bhuvan, my son recently traveled uh, last Christmas to India for the first time. He had never been in your country. And the one thing that he said stood out, he said he was in Mumbai, so lots of traffic. And he said, oh, my gosh. He goes, <laughs> I was, I've never been so scared of my life in a car. He said, I don't know how it all works, but somehow it works with all the cars and motorcycles and scooters and bikes and everything. He said, you just want to close your eyes and hope that you get to yeah. where you need to go. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm 34. I've still not figured out how it works. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it yeah. It's just magic. Just magic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As I was telling you earlier, you know, that the first thing that people do is start modifying the cars. And this is a trend which you absolutely mentioned that goes around the world and is something that everybody experiences. The second stage of that is where, you know, I think it's slightly the hilarious part is where immediately after you start modifying your cars, you realize the second thing that you realize is that's not the right thing you've done because the car starts breaking apart slowly and slowly one by one. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Those engineers, there's a reason that they're engineers and they spend all that time designing these cars a certain ways. Yeah, but your first, after your first car modification, you understand the reason why that has, that, that's the case, you know. And then you think that, okay, this is not the way to go ahead. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, but what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about your past career, a huge challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way. Kind of take us down that path. But more importantly, tell us how you overcame that situation and what it taught you. All right. So I think the uh, the moment or the pivotal point, which I think uh, has changed quite a lot about how I think, was when I left Evo, when I left the magazine, and I sort of uh, was out in the automotive market as a freelance writer, you know. And you, when you say freelance, it's not. It basically means that you don't have a lot to do around, you know. In most cases, I am not sure how it translates in other countries. But in 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 my understanding, it's 
you work by the day, you get work, you don't get work. So it's sort of a mixed bag of feelings or a mixed bag of, it's, it's a hit and miss situation, basically. There were a few times where I was actually tempted towards maybe joining another publication or maybe joining uh, 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 another blog where I could, you know, basically do what everybody else does, which is write about news, what's launching, what's not launching, what's happening, you know, the regular stuff. Mm -hmm. But I thought that I do not want to go down that line. So I held my stand. I said, no, I would want to continue doing what I want to do. And after maybe a year and a half, I set up Column M. And uh, I've never looked back from there. The whole thing that I take away, whatever I take away from this is, if you are persistent, if you have something in your head that you want to do, you should do it. And it can be frustrating at times. It can be leading you to sleepless nights at times. But, I mean, eventually it's just all worth it. This is a great lesson for entrepreneurs. And I think all entrepreneurs know this is persistence, tenacity. But exactly what you hit on, it's the same when I started Cars. Yeah, I just celebrated three years. Wow, congratulations. Well, thank you. Yes, 780 people later, but there were plenty of times I just questioned what I was doing. Why am I doing this? It's not bringing in enough money. It's uh, confusing. It's so much work. It's so many hours. I should just go get a job somewhere and make life easier. But you're right. When you have a passion inside you and you think that you're creating something that people will value, you just got to stick with it and work hard. Absolutely. Just keep your legs moving. Yes. I mean, I, I, I totally believe in this, that if you somehow convince yourself that, no, I do not want to do this and I do this, I go the uh, regular way, I do whatever I think suits the best for me right now at this moment. I believe that somewhere down the line, maybe a couple of years down the line, maybe a decade down the line, you would sort of be at a stage in your life where you would say, man, I would have done that. I should have done that. I should have yes. done that instead of this. Nothing worse than waking up and thinking, woulda, shoulda, coulda. Yeah, and that's going to be too late then, you know. Yes, very nice. Well, Buan, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a aha moment in your career. It's a time when you realize, ah, that's what I need to be doing. So tell us about your aha moment. Well, as I said earlier, my aha moment has completely and totally been all about column M, you know. It's given me a sort of an understanding of what I enjoy doing in life. You know, it's given me a unique opportunity to present sort of a platform, which not just I like, but what other people also appreciate. And, you know, the first time that somebody mailed me or somebody uh, texted me saying that I really appreciate what you're doing and really love the content that's on your website. Mm. was the moment for me, you know. That was the moment yes. that that just, you know, changed everything for me. Yeah, I understand completely. I remember the first email I got where somebody said, wow, that guest you had really inspired me. I'm going to go out and do what I really want to do in life, something around cars. And you just kind of smile and go, wow, I reached somebody. I did something good. You know, (laughs) I'm going to change somebody's life. So, yeah, definitely a huge aha. Well, how about a proudest career moment? I would assume you've had quite a few of those, but is there one that stands out for you? I have been actively involved with a couple of uh, automotive companies, helping them with their marketing, helping them with their uh, the sort of a way 
that they could, you know, probably channel themselves in, in India because most of these com companies, they come from Europe or they come from the US. I'm talking about automotive companies in specific. When they are here, they, they're pretty, when, you know, when they enter the country, it's a completely new market. The cultures, the traditions, everything is different for them, you know? Yes. So for them to establish themselves and maybe to, you know, sort of put down a mark which everybody understands and everybody sort of knows them by it is quite difficult for them. So uh, I think it was 2011 and mm -hmm. uh, I had just started working with KTM. KTM is a, uh, a Austrian motorcycle manufacturer. It's, they started somewhere in the 1960s mm -hmm. and uh, they came to India in 2011 and we were uh, lucky enough to uh, you know, approach them at the right time and they said, sure, we could work together and we started work. So in India, it was a completely new market for the company. You know? They didn't know which direction to go because the automotive market here is more consumer-based and it's more about the guys who go from point A to B rather than the enthusiast. But KTM is all about enthusiasts. KTM is all about racing. It's about motorsport. It's about how fast your bike could go, you know, that sort of a thing. So when they came here, they were pretty clueless about what to do and how to basically understand the market and what sort of customer sport event or what sort of a planning they should do or what sort of a campaign they should do, which would get them the eyeballs. Mm. So we basically sat together, we had a lot of discussions and chats, and we eventually came to a conclusion that we could do an event called the Orange Day, which they actually do abroad as well. But in other countries, they have a lot of racetracks. In India, there are only three racetracks. So it becomes, again, it becomes very restrictive. So what we decided is instead what we would do is we would take karting tracks, the normal go-kart tracks, which are almost there like one or two in every city. Okay. And we would convert them to racetracks where guys could come and race. Oh, cool. Yeah. We did the first event for them. And the first event had a great uh, sort of a response from the people and since then till now, I think they must have done more than 300 or 400 Orange Days across the country. And uh, they're getting huge support. They're getting huge fan following for what they're doing now. Awesome. A very um, nice way to take something, twist it into something different, but come out with a great outcome. And I think the key here for me is a, country, a company going into a country that is completely different in culture and background and, and how they view an object like a vehicle. Mm -hmm. Huge challenge. So something you definitely should be very proud of for sure. Let's go back in time again and talk about your first really special car. You talked about riding motorcycles as a young man and kind of jumping into cars a little later. But is there a first car that you got that had special memories for you? So after the the beatbox that I made for myself, I sold that car, which I told you <laughs> earlier. Did you call that a beatbox as in a beat-up car? Um, I meant a boombox, actually. A boombox, oh, okay, okay. I thought maybe your car was a beat-up car, so it was a beatbox. I'd never heard that before. So oh, I, By the time I sold it, it was a beat-up car as well. So okay, okay. <laughs> it started its life as a boombox and went into a beatbox soon. Beatbox, I like that. Okay, cool. <laughs> We've coined a new phrase here today. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, I mean, uh, after I sold that car, by that time, I was a little bit more informed about cars. I was a little bit more into cars. So I went about looking for what is the best car that I could get. You know, of course, used, not a brand new car because, you know, I mean, there was always the cash constraint. 
So I went about looking for whatever is the best car which I can find in the country, which, you know, I mean, I could actually have some good fun with. And uh, I came across uh, this car called the Fiat Palio. I am not sure if you guys have it over there. No, we don't. But I know the car you're talking about. It's, it's quite popular in Europe and uh, in India as well, mostly for breaking down most of the times. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I did buy that. And it's basically a 1.6 liter, 110 bhp car, front wheel drive. I think it's one of the most lovely cars in that segment, you know, because the kind of, despite the fact that it keeps breaking down, it's got the most fantastic steering you can ever find in a car. It's a oh. hydraulic unit and yeah. it's precise. I mean, if I believe there is, if there's one thing Italians know doing the best is tuning a car or tuning a motorcycle, whatever it is, to handle. And that thing handles beautifully. Nice. What fun. What year was that car again? Uh, this was a 2001 car, which I bought in 2008, if I'm not wrong. 2008 or 2007, yeah. All right. Well, how about the old seller's remorse, tear in the eye story? Is there a vehicle you've let go that you really wish you had back? Um, yes, I do, actually. I mean, after, I, I mean, after the Palio, I had my whole... Fun with the Palio, I broke down one of the engines and, you know, had to do a complete rebuild and then eventually sell off the car. I took a high, uh, sort of a year and a half hiatus. And after that, I got myself a Mazda Miata. Oh, fun. Oh, well, tell me about it. That's where the remorse is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, really. That's a quite a, from the Palio to the, to the Miata. Yeah, that was my first rear wheel drive car, you know, and it was a good car. It, it's fun. In one shot, if somebody wants to describe a Miata, I think the best way to put it in one word is it's fun. It's fun, fun, yeah. Or as as Miata would say, zoom zoom. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm, there are a lot of Miatas in the U.S. If I'm not wrong, is it? Oh yes, yes, yeah. Very popular car, also for the track. Yeah, I've seen a lot of races happen over there with Miatas. They've got. I think you guys have the Miata Cup. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's lots of guys that do. I've had a lot of guests on the show here who race Miatas. So they're a great Miata spec, Miata Cup. They're great cars to take and modify for the racetrack, put uh, roll bars in them, and uh, yes. uh, great handling, great fun. And it's a somewhat affordable way to go racing. So that exactly is the reason why I got my Miata. And the whole idea was, you know, to slowly, slowly, it was basically a project car. So what I would do is I would slowly, one by one, restore the car, you know, get better brakes, get better suspensions, get a roll cage, and, you know, eventually go up, maybe someday get a turbo. And so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I started off, you know, I mean, that's the Miata life, which, is, which, which, which happens. You are a car guy. You just can't leave a car alone, can you? You can't. It's very difficult, you know, and that's, <laughs> I mean, you, you, whenever you're sitting away from your car or even when you're driving your car, there's always this uh, sort of a thought process going behind in your head, you know. So now this is the next thing which I should do. Or maybe that's the next thing I should do. Maybe I should tweak up my brakes. Maybe I should put bigger or better suspensions. There's always something which is always going on in your head when you're either with the car or without the car, you know. Yeah, it's a sickness we car people have. <laughs> it's just, it can't be cured. So, uh, but it's also a great one too. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. What has you really excited and fired up today about columnm.com? Well, I mean... Um, the kind of response that I've been getting from uh, our stories and our features is something that's, uh, it gives you all the inspiration and all the enthusiasm that you need, 
to you know march on like for example we recently did a video uh, at luftke kult and uh, i was really happy that magnus walker won accepted and uh, he was uh, he he sort of uh, was okay with us doing a video and an interview with him so we did mm-hmm. an interview with him and uh, i think that was one of the greatest uh, or the proudest moments in our life that you know we have magnus walker on tape Oh yeah, yeah. He was my uh, 100th guest here on Cars. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I met him uh, at the Works event during Car Week a few years ago in Monterey, Pebble Beach. And of course, he's a Porsche guy. I'm a Porsche guy. Although we couldn't be too further uh, antithesis of each other, if you will, because <laughs> he's got that long hair and I've got no hair. So uh, you know, he's kind of a, a wild uh, rock star kind of looking guy. I'm pretty plain and boring. <laughs> <laughs> the outlaw, yeah. So, yeah, he's but uh, he's the original yeah. outlaw. Let me ask you this: with you, with your um, website, are are people that come to your website to read? Can they submit their own stories and ideas? They can as well, but it's not as simple as going on a so let's say a social media platform and submitting. Because what we do is we curate stories. So, if somebody is submitting an article, I mean, they could mail it to us. and uh, then we have a little chat because we don't just want to put somebody's article out there you know the way it's come we we love to talk to that person we love to understand what he's uh, what his perspective of the thing is and uh, you know once we have a good amount of download once we understand the we understand the entire thing back and forth and then we definitely post it across okay it's a little more than uh, direct submission but it's more of you know i mean so we want the article to be as rich as possible in terms of content so yes. you know sometimes what we do is people do approach us they say that this is the kind of uh, story or these are the photos or these are uh, this is a small uh, interview that i've done with say let's say xyz and uh, would you like to publish it so we say definitely yes but we would like to go ahead and you know gather more information about what that particular event or what that particular thing is you know so we probably you know have maybe like a half an hour chat with the person mm-hmm. and you know understand things further very cool well again i would encourage the listeners check out columnm.com i'll put a link on buon's uh, show notes page here on the carsia yeah website so you can go there and click right to it or you can just type in column c o l u m n the letter m column m.com check out what's going on there awesome stories great photography if you're into cars motorcycles you're going to love column m now here's a very introspective question for you buan if you were a car what kind of car would you be and why if i would want to be a car i would definitely be uh, i think i'd be a volkswagen the reason okay. being that i mean it's not the most exciting but at the same time it's functional and full of automotive tradition All right, you put some good thought to that. I appreciate that. There you go. <laughs> so, Bowan up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimble, certified financial planner practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me. with their financial planning and investments and he's a car guy too call 253722 plan or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders or 12 or 16 securities through money concepts capital corp member 
FINRA SIPIC. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Okay, Bowen, we are back and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? A project car is always going to be a project car. Ah, yeah. Well, after what we've learned about you today, I think every one of your cars is a project car. (laughs) It is, you know. (laughs) It is. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? I would say be persistent in doing whatever you like doing and uh, never give up. Absolutely. Now, there are a lot of great resources. One of them, of course, is columnm.com. But is there another resource you'd like to share with our listeners? Is it okay if I can share a couple of them? Yes, of course. I would definitely request and recommend your readers to check out silodrome.com. I would also request and recommend them to maybe check out Drive Drive as well as Petrolicious. These three places are, I think, in my opinion, one of the best places to connect and, you know, get the download of automotive culture. Absolutely. I've had several people from Petrolicious as guests here on the show. Wonderful videos they produce, wonderful brand they've created. Absolutely. And I'll make sure I put links to all of these great resources on Buwan's show notes page at carsyad.com. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive field or industry, living or deceased, who would it be? I would love to. I mean, I would have loved to have a drink with Sir John Surtees. Oh, he's, yes. He's sort of my uh, icon in the way, you know what I mean? Because he's come from motorcycles, he's gone into cars, he yeah. conquered the world of motorcycles before he went into cars, and he conquered the world of cars as well after that. So he's, I mean, he's as close as an automotive god that somebody can be. Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think the Cars Out listeners should read as well? Um, there is this book called Automotive Design Graphics. So it's basically a book about uh, how companies, automotive companies in the 50s, 60s started creating some interesting and eye-catching visuals and uh, related to their cars on how to sell it. So, you know, it's basically sort of uh, automotive design, graphics design, merging with marketing. It's a very interesting piece. Fantastic. Well, listeners, I'll remind you, you can find links to all these great resources that Buwan has shared on his show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type his name in and his name is spelled B-H-U-V 
A-N, and that's pronounced Buwan. His last name is Chudery, C-H-O-W-D-H-A-R-Y. He's the only Buwan here on Cars Jazz, so he'll be very easy to find. There's another great place on the website called Guest Recommended Books, where this book and all the wonderful recommendations listed by our guests in the past are there for quick, easy clicks to buy. It's a great resource there on the Cars Jazz website under Resources. All right, Buwan, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. If you could have only one very cool collector car in your garage, today I'm going to buy you anything in the world. If you want a motorcycle, I'll buy a motorcycle. If you want an exotic car, I'll buy an exotic car. It doesn't matter to me because today I'm getting out the big Cars Yacht checkbook. What would that vehicle be and why? I would have to say I'll go with a Porsche. Specific To be a bit more specific, it will have to be a air-cooled Porsche. Basically, I, in my opinion, air-cooled Porsches are the representation of a single idea in design, which has been engineered and designed to perfection. They've been doing this for almost half a century, more than half a century now, you know. That should reside in one's garage. Now, you've kind of opened up the market here a little bit. It's going to be hard for me to find you the right car. So let's narrow this down just a little bit. Air-cooled Porsche. So that's uh, 911, I'm assuming, is what you're talking about. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anything from uh, 65 all the way to uh, the last of the air-cooled, the 993s. So are you looking for an, like an early 70s long hood car, or do you like the Carreras or the, the early short wheelbase cars? Which ones? So I get you the right car. I do like the 930 quite a lot, although, I mean, uh, I've heard all these stories about how the turbo comes and kicks in, and it's quite a difficult car around corners to control. But I'd still go for that. Well, it just so happens I have one of those in my garage. So uh, I maybe had, need to have you come over here and I'll take you for a drive to make sure you like that turbo lag because there is a little bit of a turbo <laughs> lag there. But it, you can figure it out pretty quick how to drive those cars without uh, hurting the car or yourself. So uh, we'll start there and then we'll start to narrow down the search, okay? <laughs> that sure. sounds like fun. Absolutely. Well, you have taken me on an awesome ride today, Bawan. I've really enjoyed learning more about you and ColumnM.com. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with me and the Cars Yow listeners calling on all the way from India today. Very cool. Feels like we're in the same room chatting about cars. Could you give us one parting piece of wisdom and guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that 930 Turbo? So I would say that if it comes to cars, buy whatever you find the best and whatever you've been dying or you've been waiting to buy for it in a long time. There's going to be no better joy than that. Absolutely. Put the right car in your garage and buy the best that you can afford, most definitely. And again, what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you in columnm.com? Uh, we are there on uh, basically all the social platforms. We're there on Facebook. We're there on Twitter. We're also there on Drive Drive as well as uh, Google Plus and Instagram as well. So, and we keep on putting whatever uh, content we create, whatever content we curate is there on all these platforms. I would highly recommend the listeners to have a look at, at the platform of their choice or the platform they like spending most of the time on. And I hope that we would give them a good journey through cars and motoring culture. Guaranteed, listeners, you will. So check out columnm.com. Or go to the Cars yeah website and just type in Buwan, B-H-U-V-A-N is the spelling of his first name. He's the only Buwan here, so it'll be easy to find. 
I've got all the links set up there for you to go. Check out Column M. It is a wonderful website. Get involved, subscribe, be a part of the journey. Buwan, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much, and it was a pleasure. Ah, the pleasure was all mine. Thank you. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.